Hey everybody! <laughs> Welcome to episode eighty-two of the Plug and Plug Play podcast. The, the what podcast? Yeah, whatever. Like you always get it right the first time. You didn't tell me I had to start. You start. Good job. Do it right. Player two, this is player one. Plugging in. Player one is initiating connection. Player one is online. Player one, this is player two. Plugging in. Player two is initiating connection. Player two is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. Wednesday night, we went and saw The Witch in the theater, um, my wife and I. The Witch? Is that the one with uh, Vin Diesel? No. Uh, oh. That is, I think, The Witch Hunter. Oh, that's right, The Witch Hunter. Um, so this is different than that. Um, I do have a trailer we can go ahead and roll, and then I'll talk about it a little bit. This is witchcraft. She placed a curse on me. Why have you turned against me? I saw it. Your reign of evil. It's not safe. Not with them. Think how I sense. So I don't know if that came across, um, but it is a period piece uh, set in the 1600s. A small family is actually exiled from a colony and strikes out on their own, and they build a little homestead right next to the edge of the woods, and then things start to go bad. Um, So this is not like the Salem Witch Trials, then? Not exactly, although it's that same kind of time period, or actually a little earlier than that. Um... There is witchcraft, there is alleged witchcraft, and it's really about the dissolution of a family, and it's uncomfortable to watch, to say the least. 
It's a psychological horror movie. It's not like... I saw some bored teens at the screening we were at. It's not like a... It's not like a fast-paced movie? No, it's not like a Conjuring or... Um, what was that movie with the gritty... Um, to the... the Exorcism? No, no, the one where it was supposedly inside the house and like the ghost was moving. Oh, Paranormal Activity. Yes, it's not like that. It's um, it's very much a period piece. It's very moody. It starts out slow. It really does ramp up toward the end, though, as far as what's going on. And um, I enjoyed it. I don't think my wife liked it as much. Um, she didn't like the ending, um, but I thought it made sense to me. Spoiler, it's a kill the baby. That actually... Might... Hashtag I rule. <laughs> that might happen in the movie. Um... If you're disturbed by violence toward kids, you should never see this movie. Hashtag listen to Sword and Scale. Um, yeah, and it, also if you're a fan of creepy kids, you would like this movie. If you're a fan of scary things in the woods, you would like this movie. I like all that stuff. So, yeah, it's a slow slow burn, but I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's not a movie that benefits tremendously from the big screen, although some of the scenery is kind of cool in the forest. But you could probably... Did you go to Kiggins, or does this sound like normal theaters? Normal theaters. We saw it in the um, living room, Cinetopia, oh, nice. upstairs with a pint of beer. Ooh, nice. Very nice. Um, I didn't put this on the outline, but since we're talking about movies, the Oscars did happen this weekend. Yeah. And a movie that my friend and my wife made fun of, um, Mad Max Fury Road, that we uh-huh. talked about before on this podcast. Yeah. Picked up six awards. <laughs> Picked up the most awards. And I was texting them every single time. <laughs> hey, hey, guys. Guess Remember what, that movie? <laughs> guess what just won another award? Oh, my god. We goodness. also did a ballad at work and at home. Um, my daughter won at home and the bartender won at work. So I didn't win. So. I, yeah, I was in the middle of the pack both cases. So uh, moving on to today, actually, um, someone just randomly gifted my kids brand new bikes. They're pretty sick bikes, actually. I kind of um, like them. They just came out of the blue. That was awesome. Um, and it was a really windy and rainy day, but right when the kids came home from school, like it broke for just a second. Nice. So they got to go out and use their brand new bikes for an hour and a half. They didn't get pelted with hail or anything. Yeah, it was pretty. Do you see how windy it was? Yeah, I had hail and wind at the, my we shop. Had garbage cans blowing down the street at our place. Yeah. Anyway. Um, then the other thing I was talking about was my wife is currently stranded in Reno because of that wind. She flew out Reno. this morning. And she was going to come back. I don't know back. I was going to go with that. I don't think there's a song for Reno. Reno's like the unappreciated yeah, Las, Vegas. Las Vegas. it's Las Vegas. It's not Reno, Las Vegas. There's not a song for Reno. Reno's a, a little brother of Vegas. Aw, so how cute. Stuck, anyway, she's stuck there because she can't get back because of the wind. Without any travel bags or um, clothes or... She can get a I Love Reno shirt, I'm sure, down the... Local casino. That's true. <laughs> I'm not looking like a tourist. <laughs> so she parked in uh, short-term parking, so she's going to get dinged with a huge fine, and she doesn't have a charger for her iPad, like all Ooh. this stuff. Um, she also had fun going... I'm surprised she didn't go with a charger, though. She has one for iPhone, thank God. Okay. Um, did I use the same one? Oh, yeah, that's right. Apple did the whole stupid thing and changed up the chargers. No, no, She got a weird charger that actually uses a mini USB. Um, it's a case that has a battery in it. Um, so she still so uses... So it uses the Android plug-in. Yeah. Okay. She, yeah, she's in a weird place right now. Between well, she could bust off that off the bottom of her phone case and plug, charge her iPad if she needed to. Yeah, I think the iPad's expendable, really. Okay. And then, Kick it to the curb. Get a Surface. <laughs> I, no, she's, she's, she's all Apple now. She, she's in denial, but she is. 
There's so much wrong with that situation. Um, it's simpler. She was. She, you should have seen the mess that was her last Android phone. She had like it clogged. There was no memory. Wasn't that the Max or something? The Razer Max. Yeah. Yes. Um, so because she's out of town, I had to make dinner again for the second Tuesday in a row. And because it's Tuesday, we had Taco Tuesday. <laughs> and I made pretty good tacos, I have to say. So, Tim made really good tacos. That's all I got, really. It wasn't a super exciting week. Sorry to hear about bicycles and tacos, but there it is. Taco bicycles? Taco bicycles. Taco bicycles. Hey, we got it. We could make tacos, send the kids on the, on the bicycles yeah. to deliver them and sell them, bring us back the money. That's the important part to bring back the money. I mean, I'll let them get a candy bar or something from the ice cream man. Yeah. Or the muffin man. That muffin man's something else, I think. Oh. Okay. All right. So, what have you been up to, hashtag man? Hashtag everything in the, my outline today says hashtag for some reason because I want to type the hashtag sign in front of everything. So, uh, as some of you guys know, I've been watching basketball randomly now recently. And last week, I was telling you about how like I had to listen to it on my phone because I couldn't find a website. Well, I found an awesome website now that is like somebody streaming the stream of the basketball. So I get this really so this is crappy. A website that could go away at any point. Yeah, but there's hundreds of them with multiple uh, different things. It's like a torrent site for sports. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's not. It's pretty bad pixelation, but I mean, like, you can still kind of see what's going on. But it's oh, still so you're not just listening; you're watching. Oh yeah, it's got the video okay. of the channel. So. Um, been doing watching that. I watched a couple Blazer games this weekend. So you haven't been watching the Timbers? No. Sorry, Q. F soccer. So, um, or yeah, soccer. I mean, I watch real football, but I'm not gonna watch soccer. I watch footy. No, I'm not gonna watch footy. Um, and then working out. Um, so I messaged Tim last night. It was like, I need you to come get me. I'm at the gym, and you're like, oh, I'll be here till 10:30. And I was like. Man, I guess I'm just going to have to drive myself home then. This was like 6 o'clock. Yeah. I spent two hours at the gym. You're going to... Or like two and a half. So I, I texted you back and you hadn't heard of rhabdo? Yeah, that's like some type of muscle blood thing that kills you, right? Yeah. Yeah, you actually work your muscles so much that kind of explode. And you... That'd be pretty epic. I'm not going to lie. If I died of rhabdo, like, that'd be effing awesome. So... I'd be pretty fucking excited if I died of muscle explosions. Are just trying to hulk out or what's going on here? At the gym, bro. Do you even lift? When I was like, okay, I was making tacos today, and he's like, I'm not eating any garbage carbs right now. No, no, you said you want to go to pizza, and I had already been there like three times this week, so I was like, meh. I got free range, no antibiotic chicken for your paleo ass, just for the record. I'm going back to the paleo period? Yeah, apparently (laughs) you are. You're eating your clean proteins for the gains. For the gains. And then I got to go home and down my couple hundreds of protein on my 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 100% whey and stuff. I got a big old thing. I got home last night. I got this big bottle of like all natural whey protein. Did you get one of those ridiculously huge ones? Oh, fuck it, yeah. It's huge. It looks like a Donkey Kong barrel. Yeah. Huge. And uh, so like I could barely move my arms when I got home. My wife wasn't home yet because she went out to the gym with my family. <laughs> I worked out so hard I can't open my protein. This is exactly what happened. Trying to lean over to get out of the cupboard, like Raptor T Rex arms, not being able to move them, <laughs> trying to lift it up onto the counter and get the damn cap off. <laughs> it's not working out too well. When you work out so hard, you can't open your protein. <laughs> That's funny. I was thinking about like busting it like on the side of the counter or something and crack it open and just dumping the powder in my face, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've um, been doing that. And then. How many days in a row you worked out? I'm doing six days in a row. 
Tuesdays off. Okay. And then going every other day. And I've been doing that for the past three weeks. Wow. So. So work out every day except the night you have tasty treats. That's a good plan. Exactly. So I've been doing that. And then uh, my wife and I want to redo the siding on our house. Okay. So now that we've decided that I'm a Mr. Handyman like Bob the Builder. Wait, is this going to involve like power saws? Yeah. I get to buy one. So I get to cut my fingers off with my own power saw. How dope is that? It's just not going to end well. Episode 82, Tim predicts this will not end well. <laughs> so, we've decided that I can probably buy the saw, mm-hmm. I can buy all the material needed, and do it over like a two-week period. Just don't be like one of these people in my neighborhood that start it and then end up with the Tyvek out front and never finish it. There's two houses in my neighborhood that way. Really? Like, where they took the old siding off, put Tyvek up, and then just stopped for whatever reason. So that was my only concern. Like, do you know much about it? Because I was wondering, like, if I put Tyvek up, like, does that mean I have to immediately cover that section? Or, like, can I rip off the whole front of the house? If you go by what my neighbors, no. You could apparently leave it for a year. Okay, cool. All right, so good. So I got a whole year to do this crap. I was going to rip off the whole front of my house. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do the sides, and I'm going to do the back. But we decided since I, we did the floors and the bathroom and everything, I'm thinking that we're pretty good with doing it by ourselves. Right. I think I could save the amount of money. And right. my fingers are a lot shorter now that I've already cut them off, so maybe I'll just miss them. Not going to end well. Nah. Knock on... Well, never mind. Now i got fingernails. <laughs> but anyways, um, so hashtag Zach the Builder. Can he build it? Yes, he can. 2K16. Okay, um, and I'm trying to think. Oh, and I leave for California for a business trip for less than 48 hours. So I fly... Saturday morning at noon. That's your plan. I mean, I'm sure I'll have travel plans. and That's very true. So I'm supposed to leave Saturday at noon, mm-hmm. go to Downey, California, which is like the L.A. Okay. area, I think. I, I probably just at that all. Are you flying into LAX? I believe so. Yeah. So you're taking a call. Burbank. No, I'm flying into Burbank. Okay. Um, so then I'm going to do Burbank. And That's the first part of your travel plans. It's a little bit scary as you're not going to the main airport. Yeah. So, go to Burbank. I'm supposed to do a trade show. Uh, well, I have a trade dinner Saturday night at 6 o'clock. And then... Would you like to trade dinners? Exactly. But it's kind of cool because I, like, I get there and since I'm part of, like, they buy from us, they mm-hmm. give me free tasty treats. Nice. Yeah. They're whining and dining you. Exactly. And then the next day, I have to go work for them to sell my product to their customers so then that show gets over at 5. Mm-hmm. No, over at 3. I have to be on the plane at 5. I have to wrap my whole entire booth, ship it, turn in the paperwork for the shipping handlers, and then get to the airport and then get on my plane by 5. Hashtag Zach gets laid over in California. All of that in two hours seems highly improbable. So what I told my uh, booking person. Um, yeah, I mean, I... Even I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to spend the night. Yeah, I'd, I'd be looking at hotels ahead of time. I'll just walk back across the street over to the hotel I just left. Actually, can I get that room for one more night, please? That's really too tight. That's Yeah, it's really if tight. If you were just leaving right from the show, that'd be one thing. But I gotta pack everything up. Mm. And then turn in paperwork. Mm-mm. And then wait for them to pick up the booth. Nope. Yeah. So we'll see. Zach might be recording live from... Burbank, California, next Tuesday. Gunshots in the background. From Gun- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, I might be a crip by next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> you is a crip. That's hilarious. So, anyways, but uh, 
before we get into Crip Life, what games have you been playing? Um, so I haven't played a lot. San Andreas. I gotta really buff up on that game. Yeah, you should you should be playing some San Andreas before next week. Yeah. But I haven't played that. Um, I've been playing some of the games I talked about last week, so I'll kind of skip over those. Okay. Uh, the new new games we've been playing are Layers of Fear, which is a psychological horror game for PC. Um, you kind of explore this house um, that belongs to a painter who is married to a musician, and everything is unraveling and chaotic, and the floor plan keeps changing, and it's it's confusing and it's dark. Um, not too far into it. I might put up a quick look video um, for the first 15 minutes so you can kind of get a taste of the of the mansion you're exploring. Um, but yeah, I've been playing that. I've been playing Ultimate Chicken Horse, um, which actually we'll be talking about later because it's not even released yet. It releases on the 4th. That game's awesome. We're recording on the 1st right now. Um, so Ultimate Chicken Horse is a four-player game where you get to choose like a building block, and when I say a building block, it might actually be like a block, or it could be a trap, like... Um, chainsaw. Chainsaw, barbed wire. Blades. Um, blades. Uh, hockey pucks. Hockey pucks. Black holes, you didn't get to see that one. What? Teleporters. Oh, man. Um, so you Teleport get, somewhere over some lava. So you have a starting point on the level and an end point, and all, of, all the four characters are trying to get across the level. Um, so... Like, normal blocks are good because you can put them down and, and jump on them. Otherwise, there's no way to cross the gap. But other people or yourself are going to be putting up traps. Like and, me. And right off the bat, I blocked the staircase that you put down. You're like, hey, look, guys, we can jump off of this. I was like, blocked. Right. So the whole it's all strategy. You want to create a way for yourself to get across, but you want to screw over everybody else. Um, the game has, I've noticed, most levels have... Like upper levels and lower levels, so some people might be focusing on like a route that goes up high, and you could be sneakily setting up something low. Yeah. So it's funny. The animals die horrible deaths all the time. There's they're animals. There's a chicken. There's a raccoon, a horse, and a sheep. And, a sheep. and um, it's pretty funny. Um, it's a good game to play couch co-op with because everybody laughs when you die. Um, it's <laughs> it's good antagonistic fun. Um, then yesterday, I bought Zelda Triforce for 9 bucks through a chain of um, deals I had with Best Buy. Hashtag Tim's Price. Yep, that was the price I'm willing to pay for Zelda Triforce. Um, it's a strange game because you either have to play it by yourself, and really it, it slows the game down a lot because there's three, there's three links or whatever they're called in the game on the screen, and you have to take turns controlling them if it's one player, or you have to get three players... And it has to be exactly three players. Yeah. You can't play this game two, with two, two and player. one co. As far as I know, that might be the only game that's mandatory three players. It's um, a pretty crappy number. It's pretty so hard to find. The other thing that makes it weird is you have to have three players. It does allow download play. So I have a cartridge and I can now download it to my kids' 2DSs and they can be my second and third player. I could also go online and play with a random couple of strangers <laughs> or if zach somehow had this game which isn't likely yeah that's taking it for nine dollars and let's say q had the game as well and i had their friends codes i could set up a room and ping them and we could play online hmm. so you can play with randoms you can play couch you know in the same room with download play 
Or you can play with friends online. Yeah, you don't really want to play single player. It's possible, but it, it sucks. Yeah. Like, you have to take turns moving everything, and meanwhile you're dying because the enemy behind you just shot you. Huh. Um, so I haven't played it yet. I let you guys play it while I was um, making dinner. Yeah, it was pretty fun. You I like screwing with your names. Yeah, yeah. Instead of naming my save file Tim, he named it Tingle Tim. Thanks a lot. Yep. I'll go ahead and delete that file later. It's pretty far pretty far along. I don't think you're going to want to erase that. How far is it? Like, you know, like the first level? Yeah. <laughs> the file is deleted. Um, but it's got a lot of rubies on it, bro. Whatever. I can get them back. You sure about that? Yep. I'll just cut down some grass, get more, more rubies. There's no grass. I'll find some anyway. There's no grass. I'll find some. There's pots, though. Okay. You can smash clay pots. I can smash pots all and day. And skulls. I think there's another game I'm playing, but I'm just it's escaping my mind, so I'm just going to let it go. Snow? Nope. I think there was something I was playing on PS4, but I can't remember what. Rocket League. No. So, I'm still good with that. Layers of Fear, Ultimate Chicken Horse, and I actually haven't played Zelda Triforce yet. Okay. I bought it. I have, though. You have? I have. It's pretty fun. You played my game. Played your game. So, uh, I played some Party Hard and stabbed a lot of fools. That's pretty cool. And uh, then I also played some more Dying Light. Um, Not super far. I'm probably like two hours in or so and been doing story missions which is interesting it's like you get dropped off in this like zombie infested land to like find this like drug lord person that's like ruling a part mm-hmm. you're supposed to like assassinate him or something i'm not really sure exactly what you're supposed to do when you find him yet but anyways you like get taken into this tower and you have to like sneak away to like walkie talkie like your secret organization that you're a part of that dropped you there and like so you're like double agenting it the whole other time and I just got to a mission where I was trying to find a drop that my, like, people dropped, called the GREs, that dropped in for me, or they dropped in for the survivors there, and I'm, like, racing this rival faction to get to the drop before they get there, and I have to parkour over all the buildings and stuff, which is pretty cool. Along with that, I got to, like, the first drop, they were already there, so I was like, move on to the second drop, so I moved on to the second drop, and... When I got to the second drop, I got there, and then also in the GRE people, like, I walkie-talkie to be like, hey, I got the drop. Don't Just so you guys know, don't do any more drops for the people for right now or something like that. And they're like, destroy all the the Antivin, which is like the zombie-resistant drug. And I was like, well, crap, because the only way to get to the drug guy that you're supposed to be doing something to is, like, through making the different, like, communities work together and get Antivin. So my guy's an evil dude. And, like, destroyed all the Anavin. And then it became dark. And all of a sudden, they're like, watch out. There's, like, things in the night that go bump. And you don't want to be out there when it's dark. And I was like, okay. And it took me, like, ten tries to get back to the tower after it came nighttime. Because, like, you'd see, like, little things on your map. And all of a sudden, you'd hear, like, a blood-curdling scream. And then you'd be dead. Hmm. This game's, like, ruthless to people starting out. Like, I really hope it gets, like, you can, like, defend yourself a little bit better as it goes on. But right now, like, I have a freaking like crowbar i'm trying to bash zombies heads in with and then these like super mutant zombies from the from like the are there guns in the game there are but i apparently can't get them yet so i'm supposed to get a gun to shoot a guy to give to a guy to shoot a guy to get his family out of this tower it's like a side mission Hmm. i'm not really sure how i feel about that one we'll see well i'll get you a gun yeah give me a gun so and then also i played the very first episode of the walking dead michonne so I'm going to go ahead and roll the trailer on that.
every person we find living, they got some dead with them. Who was it for you, I wonder? Father? Mother? Not kids. Ooh, I hit a nerve. You got nothing left to lose. You don't know what I can do. You want to find more people. We're forgetting what people are like. Your fucking uselessness stops now. Time to earn your keep. Michelle, you got a name people remember. So that game is really cool and a lot of fun, but also kind of like, I don't know. It's like, I think it's like taking place, it's like, it seems like right after the outbreak, but like with my Walking Dead like head, it's like really late into the comics. So I'm kind of confused on like if this is supposed to be falling in with like, the Walking Dead Telltale series has already happened, and, like, maybe they're gonna, like, meet up, like, for The Walking Dead Season 3 or something like that. Or, like, if this is just, like, a completely standalone game that, like, has nothing to do with the rest of them. Is it a typical five or six episode series? Right now, they only have three listed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you think it's only gonna be three? I don't know. Okay. I'm hoping not. It was pretty interesting. I met a really couple of really cool characters... Um, had to make some really tough choices, and then a couple. Is it people... similar in format to the original Walking Dead series, uh, from Telltale? Yes, but a lot more people died quicker. Okay. So. Um, bigger body count. Yeah, bigger body count. So yeah. Anyways, and it's a lot darker. So like, if you know anything about like The Walking Dead or like the comics or even the TV show, like you know that Michonne had like a kid, but like in the comics she had two daughters okay and they both died like right off the bat well this one like she's in like a really dark place and i guess spoiler alert the very first thing within like the first five minutes is you either have the choice to put a gun in your mouth and pull the trigger or not so as michonne you uh can you end the game in five minutes no so i don't think you can actually i didn't take that because like it was like still five minutes in and i didn't want to go through all the... if there's like a far cry 4 kind of ending where you can i might the... have to go back and replay now and just the check. game in five yeah. minutes all right i'll let you guys know next week now i kind of want to know so um we'll be checking that out but yeah you can like put a gun in your mouth and i like took it out of her mouth obviously so yay happy telltale games yeah exactly so game of thrones sweet Woo-hoo. which by the way have you beat that yet for season two yet what do you think so anyways, that's what I've been playing this week, but uh, yeah, so. All right, uh, moving right along, we'll go into my Tech Talk segment for the week. Um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my HyperX Fury USB stick. Um, it's a 64 gig traveling USB stick. I don't know if you can hear this clicking open or not. Um, it's got a little cap on it. Um, why I'm mentioning it is because I left it in my little pants pocket, you know, not not the big pocket, but the little one that's weird. The pot pocket? Pot pocket, coin pocket, whatever you want to call it. And put it through the laundry on accident. The crack pocket? For some people, maybe. For me, it's my HyperX Fury pocket. <laughs> um, You're awesome, HyperX. So yeah, it went through the pocket. wash, and I was like, oh crap. But I um, plugged it back in, and all the data on it was still fine. What? 
Yeah. So, yay. Hashtag awesome. So, very happy with my HyperX Fury uh, data. USB data cube. Uh, but the main thing I want to talk about today for Tech Talk is the Netgear Wi-Fi range extender. And uh, the model number is N300. So, this is a little um, box, tiny cube thing with two antenna on it that you plug into any outlet. It takes a signal from your Wi-Fi router and um, it's a bridge so it grabs the signal and then broadcasts it further. I have a really strong router, um, the Netgear um, Nighthawk. I can actually pick up my Wi-Fi signal from a block away. But in this particular room that we're actually recording in, there are about four or five walls in between the router and me. Um, so this one room is kind of a dead zone. I actually get fine reception another room over because it's directly below the Netgear router. Uh, but this room, because of all the walls and floors, is sort of a dead zone. So I put the um, Netgear Wi-Fi range extender in between the router and the, um, the room I'm in with the dead zone. And um, there weren't any instructions that came with my box. So I had to go online and figure out how to do it. You apparently go to a certain website um, and it logs into the router that way. You have to do it like on a mobile device. It's kind of weird. So you go to this website, you log into the um, Wi-Fi extender and through a web-based navigation, you find your original router. You um, give it your access code for, you know. Whatever. Yeah. And then um, it creates another hotspot um, for, for example, my Wi-Fi is just named Tim because I'm vain and selfish. Um, and my uh, bridge router's uh, Wi-Fi signal is called Tim underscore EXT. So it takes, it logs in to the original router, creates a another signal um, down here um, with its own little, so it's a Wi-Fi within a Wi-Fi. It's a bridge. So technically, like, Tim underscore EXT would be the fastest one down here. Down here, yes. Huh. Um, I just connected all, to Tim. That sounds bad. Never mind. Um, it, it's the same password. You probably and, do you just, see T on your device. Do you see Tim EXT? Yeah. So it's the same password. Okay. It'd probably be a stronger signal. Hmm. So it worked pretty well once I knew how to set it up. Um, instructions were kind of lacking, but um, it was. So can you plug a LAN cable into the back of it? It has to, one LAN port. That can you use that port to? get internet to it? No. It would only be coming out of it. Be coming out of it. Okay. So, um, it was super cheap. I got it from Amazon Warehouse Deals, so it's a refurbished unit. How so much? probably why I didn't have instructions. It was either 11 or $16. I can't remember which, but it's originally 50 But I think it was knocked down. That 50 was MSRP. I think brand new units were selling for 30 And then I got the refurbished unit, which worked fine. For me, uh, for 11 or 16, like one or the other. So I'm yeah. super happy with it. Now I don't have a dead, because I like to do, um, to edit articles and stuff in this room, because I have a table. Um, but not having a signal sucks, so um, now I have Wi-Fi all over my house, thanks to a super cheap device. And I'm happy with my Netgear Wi-Fi range extender. Sweet. Well, guys, we asked you guys a question last week, and that question is, what have you been playing recently? So we got a lot of responses actually this week and a lot of communications back and forth to different people. Yeah. Uh, Blindshot Diver says Elder Scrolls Online. It's not new, but it's fun. And also been playing One Piece Pirate Warriors 3. 
Blake has been playing Heroes of the Storm and Fallout 4 on PC. Which he won through Yes, us. he won a copy from us. Um, so, yay, he's using it. Animal Crossing and Fantasy Life on 3DS. Hmm. And thanks to you, Zach, he's been playing Crashlands on his phone. Heck yes. Which he describes Shut as... Shut up. As... Why are you reading that part off? That's not his response. That down the freaking comment chain. What? How, how did you describe Crash? I don't remember, but he's wrong. I do know that. Okay, I'm gonna make. Anyways, guys, no. Q wrote in. He says, "Hmm, mainly H T O L hashtag N I Q." I probably said that wrong, but you know, whatever. It's probably Japanese it anime that, crap and no, fire. That's. I looked it up because I'm like, is that really the title? It really is the title. It's a video game. It looks like you play as Navi. Your little fire really? flies around. And says, "Hey, listen." That's weird. Yeah. Okay, the Firefly Diary, and you know, the good old FIFA 16 when I get a chance. P.S. When are you two going to go to a Portland Timbers game? It's important that you go. Hashtag, that's not a sport. Okay, so, Blake actually described... God dang it, why are we back on this stupid freaking subject? Black. Alyssa and Sam Rakowski said they're playing Dying Light. Heck yeah, that game's awesome. Anthony Zermeno says World of Warcraft, and Bradley Keane says, Tales of Zisteria on PS4 just hit the 30-hour mark. All right. Was that the end of our... Uh... Yep. Tim, why should they like us and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher? Why should they like us and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher? Because Crashlands, according to... God Blake, damn it! <laughs> is, is, God damn is, it. <laughs> is like Minecraft, but fun. That's how Blake describes oh. Crashlands. That Zach is playing. He's playing time. on an ancient phone, so it looks blocky, so he's confused. But so. there's a story mode to it. Let's go and have a break and have a tasty treat so Zach can calm down. But I think I'm going to bring my kids downstairs and explain to Zach why it's okay that he's playing Minecraft and why Minecraft is a good... Not playing Minecraft. Alright, we'll be back with our tasty treats after this music break. And thank you for tuning back into the Plug and Play podcast. My name is Zach. Oh, what the fuck am I doing? This is the Tasty Treat segment that we haven't had Tasty Treats in yet. I'm not sure Zach needs a Tasty Treat. He sounds pretty tired. It's uh, over the edge. All right, guys. Tim, what do you got for us? Um, I was very happy to run into this at the tap room. Um, today I picked this growler up at Northwest Liquid Gold. Um and we are going to enjoy a Dogfish Head 90-minute IPA. But before we enjoy it, we are going to listen to a review of a satisfied uh, drinker of this brew. Thanks for calling Dogfish Head. Sorry you missed your call. Leave us a message. I just wanted to tell you that I am sitting here drinking a... Dogfish 90 Mint Imperial IPA, and I just want to tell you that you are the awesome American made beer. You rock out loud, sprinkles, and a motherfucking unicorn. You rock. Thank you. 
So that's what she thought of it. <laughs> um, after that glowing endorsement, I really want to try this. So I'm gonna pop open my awesome growler. I must say that I'm like extremely jealous of your growler. I keep like trying to find one. And I found them, but they're super expensive. This was like thirty. I mean, that's kind of expensive. Oh no, the ones I found that are like they're kind of built like that, but not even as nice as that are like fifty. So I'm pouring a whole pint, even though the website says this is a like quality IPA that you should shit. <laughs> that, you should, that you should shit <laughs> so what happened was um, the head kind of caught up with me there um, that's what she said yeah they say you should enjoy this from a snifter but the whatever it's a snifter it's a little tiny girly glass with a stem mm, it's the little tiny fat yeah, ones yeah like when you buy like a yeah. 10% it's often what they give you like a 6 or 8 ounce pour don't let the head sneak up on you not this time but it's well carbonated so that's good so what it's makes this nice beer, aroma. this beer is like constantly hopped while they make it. So Really? Yeah. It's super hopped. They make... Only um, 90 minutes though. That's a long time. They make a 120 minute special version. This is the, the brew that they make all year round though. Hmm. But it's expensive. But it's very cheers. Good. What do you think? Hmm. I do like that. That's very good actually. Nice. Yes. All right. I was expecting another dark beer though. Well, I know you like the IPAs, and there was a dark beer I almost got, but like, nah. Thank you. This I was I almost got the Homo erectus, which is one I like from a uh, Walking Man. Oh, okay. Down the road, and oh, uh, to try it out. Yep, it doesn't hit the taps very often. Gotcha. But anyway, before the break, we were having an argument about Minecraft, and I brought my kids down here to discuss Minecraft for you, and I'm going to kind of moderate this discussion a little bit. So Zach, why don't you start and tell me why you think. Minecraft is Minecraft. It's 8-bit. It's not 8-bit. It is. It's pixelated. But it's, it's pixelated. Not, it's not 8-bit. No story mode. You could not no story run Minecraft line. on an NES. There's no, okay. there's no developer back storyline. Continue. That's this is it? boring, yeah. Boring, okay. Yeah, it's All right, boring. kids, why... This is BS, dude. There's like two of them, and they both love well, Minecraft. You didn't say very much. You said it's 8-bit. And there's no story from the developer. Yep. That's your points, right? Yeah. Okay. So, kids, why is Minecraft a good game? So, um, when you begin, you can put in a random number or word, and that makes your world. So, I once put in President Trump, and... <laughs> How is your world? <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Was it full of death and sadness? <laughs> There's a wall for some reason. There are people on the other side building it's it. There's a big wall around you. You can't do anything. There's a swamp. There's a swamp? There's a swamp. Okay. Okay, so it has some kind of random... So I'm um, taking it as a point in my direction. Awesome. There's a bunch of biomes, like swamp, high mountains, and... Um, like a tree biomes and you have to hurry up and build your house and have a torch before um, the monsters come out at night and kill you all so, <laughs> uh, you collect resources and you can talk about that so uh, so you break you you break a piece you break all the piece of wood and uh who tells you to break the wood that's what i'm saying there's yourself, nobody telling you what to do yourself will break the wood and then sometimes the leaves will go away you can eat you can get apples which is our food or you can get saplings 
You get really hungry after a while if you, like, um, walk around. You... So it's like a survival game. It is a survival game. You can play creative, which is pretty boring. So... See? Pretty boring. And then, so um... Zach says that there's no story and it's just about building things. Is that true? No, it's about mining things, too. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes! Pointed in my direction! <laughs> So you mine, you go, um, you mine, and you try to dig as far down as you can. But if you dig straight down, you can burn and die. So I'm going to help Zach out even more. He said one of his biggest criticisms of the game is it doesn't have an end. What do you say about that? There is an end. What's the end? It's a dimension. What dimension? The end. You basically complete Minecraft. What are you talking about? What happens if you... You complete Minecraft when you defeat the Ender Dragon. Okay. I thought you said there was no Ender Dragon. In the P. E version. The PVE version? PE version. What the heck's a PE version? Pocket Edition. It's like a mogul. Uh-huh. So like on the computer though, yeah. there's an Ender Dragon. There's an end. So you there's basically a quest could... then to destroy the Elder Dragon. That sounds like a story. Set up Tim. It is. Set up Tim. You, compl- you, get, you collect resources so to there... build an end portal and then you complete the game. You can keep on so playing. So are there characters the that you encounter in the game or just monsters? Um... There is a hero Brian who's the leader from the game, but you can like um, get him. I'm really starting to hate this. And he um, he like is um, like will destroy you. Um, See, he'll destroy you because he's not supposed to be in the game. He is. Uh, Creepers are actually a computer gl- or we're like a glitch of the game. So. Um, All right. Well, thank you for your insight on Minecraft. God damn. Uh, Crashlands is not Minecraft. It has a story. Doesn't that? Do you have something to say, bud? Uh, so, uh, uh, you have to you have to get blocks to build a house. Yeah. So you have to collect wood or stone, and uh-huh. you have to start building. What if I want to make a pig house? Can I stack pigs on top of each other to make a house? No. Yeah. But you can. You put stack fences around and trap them in cages. That's the Trump strategy. <laughs> Yep, that's the end. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, so moving on from that. It is time to... Kick it. All right, Tim, why don't you kick us off this week with your kick it segment that I can't even pronounce? I believe it's Kariba, and I could be wrong. Um, That's how Trump would say it. Kariba. Um, so it's a graphic novel. Um, it was a, originally a bunch of artists and uh, creators getting together to try to make a short film. Um, but they decided, I, th- the way I understand it, they decided to market this film. The best way to do it would be to get the concept art that they'd made and the story elements and make a graphic novel first so they could show it around and maybe get backing and support for the, um, huh. the animated film they want to make. So this Kickstarter is for that graphic novel. And we'll let them talk about it for a little bit. The idea for Kariba came from my grandfather, who's from Zimbabwe. He used to tell me stories about this giant river spirit who lived behind the dam, the Kariba Dam. And the more I, I researched this mythology and uh, this, the stories around the construction of this, this monumental dam, the more I was convinced that there was a story there um, and I wanted to tell it in one way or another. 
Dan came to visit me up in Johannesburg and pitched me this idea of doing a, a modern African fairy tale set against the backdrop of the construction of the Kariba Dam. And I was very excited. It, it, it felt big and, and like something I hadn't seen before. It had fantastic and evocative visual imagery. You know, this, it's the second largest river system in Africa. Kariba really centers on the story of Siku, who's the daughter of Nyami Nyami, the river spirit and Amadeo, who's the son of the chief engineer in charge of construction on the dam. Nyami Nyami's wife has been separated from him by this dam and Siku has to reconcile her parents and also reconcile the love and friendship she has with Amadeo with her hatred of the dam and the people it represents. We got a bunch of friends together to make a one-minute teaser trailer for what we thought could be a really cool 2D animated film and during uh, the time that we were making this trailer on weekends and sort of after hours at work, we were invited to pitch the project at the Annecy International Animation Festival in France and uh, we got a fantastic response from producers and from people who saw the project, especially when we posted it online. The idea for doing a graphic novel came about after the amazing response we got online for the trailer and we felt that it was just a great way to capture the story in a way that's personal to us and we won't lose creative control. It also means that we have something to take to producers with the end goal of creating a 2D animated film. We are going to make a full color graphic novel. It's going to be a hundred plus pages of artwork in both softcover and limited edition hardcover. We're going to have some awesome perks for you guys, including the graphic novel. We've got some exclusive digital content, we've got limited edition prints, and we've got some original artwork signed and numbered by Dan. We really hope that you guys consider backing us on Kickstarter and uh, really getting involved behind the creative process of, of bringing Kariba to life. Thank you so much for your support. So, listeners, what you can't see is the amazing art for this project. It is vibrant and colorful. Um, it's set at this giant dam, um, and there's mythical elements. There's, like, these giant crocodiles and water creatures. Um, there's this one amazing picture of one of the main characters, um, like, flying in the air behind a wave that's overcoming this boat. Um, just incredibly dynamic art, really beautiful to look at. Um, I hope the film gets made, but even if it doesn't, I think this graphic novel will be really interesting to look at. Um, so for backing levels, well, first of all, they're asking for um, $20,000. They've got 29 days to go, and they've raised $12,000, so they're really on track to back this. Um, the $5 level gets you a thank you and a digital wallpaper. $15 gets you a digital copy of the graphic novel. Um, $25 gets you a soft cover um, edition of the graphic novel and let's see 45 gets you two soft covers I'm trying to see okay hard oh the first level of hard covers are all gone that's a hundred bucks cool so if I'm getting a, a physical copy I think I would only get the soft cover I might get the uh, digital honestly because the art's pretty amazing um, I also 
if we remember, I want to play, I want to put the trailer that they did develop a trailer for the movie they want to make out of this. Um, it's about a minute, minute and a half long, and then you can kind of see, huh, like how it would look as a movie. Um, so hopefully, at least the graphic novel gets made, and hopefully with the graphic novel they can take it to different studios and get funded and make their whole feature film. Awesome. So that's Kariba, a graphic novel. Sweet. Well, guys, I have Blue Jade, the world's first smart mount for your car. This is brought to us by Blake from Facebook. Wrote in to us at, saying that we might be interested in checking this out on Kickstarter. Um, and he was right. So this is awesome, guys. Um, it's a little bit pricey, but they are looking for $80,000 U.S. dollars. Reigning in right now at 56782 Dollars with 507 backers with 28 days currently to go. Brought to us by the Kiwi Factory. The world's first mount, smart mount, seamlessly connects your phone to your car via beacon technology in an integrated mobile app. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and let the creators of Blue Jay take it away. Oh, hey there, Kickstarter. My name's Nick, and today I'm going to tell you about a problem that we all have. You see, I love driving, but I also love my phone. And when the two come together, I find that I'm constantly distracted and I can't keep my eyes on the road. I've never had an accident, but I have come really close. This inspired us to create Blue Jay, the world's first smart mount. in a fast-moving world where there's always somewhere we need to be. And sometimes we can't really see the way or find our car. Well, Blue Jay uses a hybrid of Bluetooth Smart and GPS, so it will always guide you back to your car. And as soon as you've found it, you've probably lost your phone. No problem, Blue Jay will find even that. The moment you put your phone on Blue Jay, the real magic happens. Blue Jay is designed for the road. You can make a call, send a quick message, or share a location safer than ever with a single tap. It knows how far the important places are, and it can guide you there, turn by turn. In the meantime, enjoy listening to your music, podcasts, and audiobooks, all in one place. Our team is working tirelessly to bring you the next stage of connected driving in the form of a beautiful product. Help us make roads safer and driving more enjoyable. Your pledges will realize the world's first smart mount. Since you guys heard there, um, you guys can use Blue Jay to find your car in a parking lot. You can use Blue Jay to hold your phone while you're driving around and listen to your favorite podcast, Plug and Play Podcast. Um, or, you know, just receiving your... Sold. I just bought three. Yeah, so done. That's all I, I need. I didn't even have three cars. Yeah. Um, 
So guys, uh, for $79, oh, that backing level is already gone. So that's the reason why I said this gets pretty expensive. For $99, you guys get the Blue Jay early with the classic carbon gold black, um, or... The uh, addition that, that does let you get two or three? I believe there is. One mounting accessory, so you get to choose adhesive pad, suction cup, or air vent. Um, want all the accessories? Add an extra $9. Save $20 off of retail. Um, for 119, you can get a custom logo on your Blue Jay, which I'd be pretty excited to do, and I'd have the plug and play logo, obviously. Um, you want all three things? You still gotta pay an extra nine dollars. Um, I'm not really sure what's so special about the 139 dollar level, but there's only 79 left of them. It's a limited Kickstarter edition. Um, oh, numbered one to 100. No, oh, brother. You still have to pay an extra $9 if you want all the mounting brackets. $179 gets you two Blue Jay. Um, one mounting accessory per Blue Jay. If you want all accessories, pay an extra $17. If you want 10 Blue Jays, it's $839 with, 10, uh, with one mounting bracket per Blue Jay. If you want all three, pay an extra $79. So as you guys are get, quickly seeing, this is an awesome piece of tech. But it's outrageously getting out of price. Tim, you want 50 Blue Jays? I don't know what I'd do with 50 Blue Jays. Okay, well, if you wanted 50 Blue Jays, you pay $3,699. starting an Uber fleet, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Or Lyft, you know. Whatever. Um, so $3,699, you get 50 of them. You still only get one mounting accessory <laughs> per Blue Jay. No. So if you want all three accessories, <laughs> you have to pay $339 extra dollars. Wow. Um, which is a total savings of 2251 All right. So, just so you know, and this one right here, this Blue Jay, this actually photoed, is one of 100. You can see it in the photo. So, the very first person who gets this Blue Jay will have the Kickstarter edition Blue Jay. Okay. In the photos. Maybe some sick collector person like you would care about that. That right there is worth an extra 50 bucks. It's up on freaking Kickstarter. All right. As a photo. I... That, that particular smart doesn't piece, cream your doesn't pants work. or anything no. over that. Nope. All right. Well, moving on, guys. We have game news and industry events and game releases. That's the one I was talking about. Let's go to game releases first. We only got one news story today because I wanted to have this little uh, pick on Zach Minecraft segment, which I think I won. So thank you. Uh, we'll let the audience decide that. Um, Hashtag Zach wins. So game releases this week. Um, as you're hearing this, some of these will already be released. Alakini's Gun. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Xbox One, PS4, and PC. We've got Deponia Doomsday for PC. Did you say Dead Pony of Doomsday? Deponia. Oh, they said Dead Pony. Deponia. I was like, wow. A dead Pony Doomsday. <laughs> dead Pony Doomsday, wow. It's like My Little Pony gone the wrong way. <laughs> So, I don't know what that game is. Uh, Far Cry Primal, you've all probably heard about. Yeah! That's March 1st. That's the Far Cry for uh, knockoff? It's the uh, Far Cry I'm a Caveman. Oh, right, right, right. And gotcha. I'm riding on my, my giant bear, and I'm going to whoop your ass. Yeah, that's right, with the bear where you walk up, and you're like, whoa, 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 this is Jurassic Park. Hold up. Let's just get talk this over really quick, and we can be friends. So, yeah, Far Cry Prim Far Cry game without any guns would be interesting. Spears, though, bro. Spears, yeah, bows and arrows. Yeah. 
Gears of War Ultimate Edition comes out for PC. Ooh, nice. Heavy Rain, oddly oh. enough, comes out for PS4. I could, I could not stomach that game. I instantly returned it. I enjoyed it, but it was flawed. Like It, it was so slow. I, I did enjoy it, but there was some weird... The dialogue was very stilted. Let's yeah. just say that. Um, we got Mortal Kombat XL for Xbox One and PS4. Hmm. McDroid is coming out for Xbox One and PS4. Also, Ironcast for PS4. Return to Popular... Just don't get that word wrong, because you could really end up in trouble with the feds. Popolacarus. Okay. A Story sure. of Seasons Fairy Tale comes out 3DS. Screen Cheat comes out to Xbox One and PS4. That sounds like an app, not a game. That uh, is actually a pretty fun little game if you're playing with people like a four-player co-op. Literally, it is your screen divides up into four, and you play in one of the screens, and the other people play in the other screens, Uh and you can't see what they're doing, but you can see where they're located. Why can't you you see? You can't see them because everybody's invisible, and you have to shoot them. Okay. Yeah. So you, like, look over at their screen? Yeah, exactly. You screen cheat off of them to see where they're located because everybody's invisible on your screen. Interesting. Yeah. Square Heroes comes out for PS4. Trulon, the Shadow Engine, comes out for PC. The Witch and the Hundred Knight Revival Edition comes out for PS4. Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasma Extended comes out for PC. Crazy Pixel Streaker comes out for PC. Whoa. Gunscape comes out for Xbox One, PC, P, PC, and PS4. Yep. Black Desert Online, PC. Huh. Blue Raider, PC. ET Armies, PC. Hopefully that takes better than the regular ET game. I, I don't know if it's actually about ET. Like, yeah, maybe it'll only take them 10 days to make. Warhammer Arcane Magic comes out for PC and Mac. Into the Stars comes out for PC. Iron Cast also comes out for Xbox One. I mentioned that earlier. And The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD launches on Wii U March 4th. Still time to get your pre-orders in. Zach claims he's not going to buy it, but he totally is. It you has, know. That's The Legend of Zelda on the title. That's your... Drink some more of your beer. Yep. Path of Exile Ascendancy comes out for PC, and Ultimate Chicken Horse comes out for PC officially on March 4th. We just happen to have a code a little early. Yay for us. It's a lot of fun. So, on this, not on this list, and I didn't, don't remember us talking about it last week, but um, there was a game that came out, I'm trying to remember the name of it, where it's um, kind of a shooter, but you like fr- freeze time, and it's going to bug me until I remember this title. But um, why don't you go ahead and read our news story while I try to remember this game? All right, guys. Tim is leaving the inebriated Zach to read the news story of this It'll week. make it more fun. This is a big news story, though. This I think is it's huge. Important. It is. Microfoft. Micro- <laughs> <laughs> I already fucked you up in the first... This is being almost as good as when you had hiccups. Yep. Microfoft to unify PC and Xbox One platforms, ending fixed console hardware. Head of Microsoft's gaming division effectively confirms Xbox is becoming a new kind of PC slash console hybrid. Um, Microsoft is planning to unify its PC and Xbox One gaming platforms into one ecosystem running universal Windows applications. Dogs and cats living together? Xbox and PC merged into one? Also known as UWAs. The head of the company's Xbox division, a.k.a. Mr. Spencer himself, Phil, 
or some people call Phil, you know, I guess his mom probably calls him Phil. I don't know. I call him Mr. Spencer. Announced, it also looks likely the Xbox One will become more PC-like with backwards-compatible hardware upgrades in the future. Um, during a press release, uh, press event in San Francisco, Spencer said the Universal Windows platform, UWP, a common development platform that allows apps to run across Windows or, sorry, PC and Xbox tablets and smartphones, would be central to the company's gaming strategy. That is our focus going forward, he said. Uh, he told the reporters, building out a complete gaming ecosystem for UWAs. Um, this is what he explained the culmination of the company's vision over the past year would be. In January 2015, Microsoft announced that it would be bringing an Xbox app to Windows 10 PCs, allowing cross-platform play in a cohesive uh, play environment. Um, All right, enough of that. So, Xbox. PC merged. I can get an Xbox and upgrade it and and, and have a consoleized PC. And still be a gay Xbox or he's like, I'm a PC person, blah 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 blah. Whatever. I, I would be a happy console player if I could buy a console and when my GPU started to get a little bit old, pay Microsoft a hundred dollar tax, because it'd probably be a hundred dollars more than a normal graphics card, but whatever. I would just plug it in, it would work, they'd handle all the updates for me, and just shit would work when I plugged in my game. You plug and play friendly. That's what I want when I come home from work. I want to start my game, just load it up. I don't want to worry about drivers. I don't want to have to worry about, like, do I run in high, ultra high, or fucking I'm so cool, ultra high master race. I just want it to work. I want it to work well. I'm really happy that Microsoft is taking a step in this direction, and I, I hope they pull it's it pretty off. pretty fucking cool. I hope they pull it off. By the way, the game I was trying to remember is called Super Hot. It came out February 25th. It's an independent game. Um, it's a first-person shooter game, but... Although it has traditional FPS gameplay, the the thing is, is time stops until you make a movement. Oh, I have been hearing about that. So you'll be like surrounded by five people, like ready to shoot at you, but like as long as you don't move, nothing happens. So you're like, okay, it looks like that guy's gonna shoot first, so I'm gonna dodge left. So you dodge left, and then the bullet would start to advance because you moved. Mm -hmm. And then if you get through the whole thing and kill everybody, um, the game will like play in real time what just happened. It looks like an action movie. And it looks, oh, that's cool. And it's stylized. It's not. Um, the, there's the conceit of the game is is that you jacked into this game company's prototype, so it's all polygonal graphics. But it huh. it looks really cool. Um, I'm gonna play a trailer for Zach right here. If he thinks it's cool enough, I'll put it in the show right here. That's super hot. I'm excited about it. Sweet. So, um, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. Yep. Um, but as always, we'll leave you with a question. Yep. So, this week's question is, why do people like Minecraft so much? Because you guys can obviously tell Tim's children love Minecraft. Well, maybe we should change the question a little bit. How about... Mind shit? No. Yeah. Do you like Minecraft? Do you like Minecraft and why so much? You got a weird lisp there. It's craft. Crap. No, it's not Microsoft. It's not Minecraft. <laughs> it's Minecraft. What about Crapple? <laughs> That'd be a fun game. No, that's like that's like the Steve Jobs thing. Crapple. Oh, Crapple. 
Anyway, do you like Minecraft, or why do you think people like Minecraft? Um, Zach's convinced it's not really a game, um, but millions of people seem to just disagree with him. Maybe you're one of them. Let us know in the comments. Anyways, guys, if you're wrong and you disagree with me, let me know uh, at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. You can also let us know over at Instagram and on Twitter at plug and play cast. Or you can always mail us at mail at plug and play production.com. And until next time, guys, don't forget to prime and shine.